0: Today on the newscast, ISIS attacks Israel, just as Israel is hosting an historic summit with its Arab allies. Get all the breaking details. Next. Hey, folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman newscast, and welcome once again to Dallas. I'm in the Big D all this week as we are launching our brand new nightly TBN news show, Centerpoint, launching tonight. Monday, March 28th at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time and re-airing at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Folks, this is a show for such a time as this. Cutting-edge news, real news, delivered from a Christian biblical perspective. Tune in every Monday night, Monday through Friday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time to Centerpoint. We can't wait to kick this show off tonight and bring you the kind of news that you are just not hearing anywhere else. So be sure to check that out. In the meantime, we've got major events unfolding, as always, in the world's most pivotal and chaotic region, the Middle East. Now, on the good side, we have an historic summit today. Israel hosting four of its Arab allies. It's called the Negev Summit. More on that in a minute, but also on the negative side. Amid the backdrop of this historic summit, We had an ISIS terror attack in Israel yesterday, Sunday, March 27th, the second such attack in the past two weeks alone. And folks, once again, this was a deadly attack. Now, just to preface this, ISIS claimed responsibility, but many times we've seen these ISIS claims of responsibility over the years. And perhaps it wasn't exactly ISIS central carrying out the attack, it was individuals who were inspired by ISIS, but nonetheless, These were radical jihadis inspired by ISIS clearly who went on a shooting spree over the weekend in the Israeli city of Hadera. It's a central Israel near the coast, just north of Tel Aviv, just south of Caesarea. And these two gunmen, ISIS gunmen, who were Arab Israelis, uh, citizens of the state of Israel who lived in the Arab, predominantly Arab town of Umm al in Northern Israel, They opened fire on Israeli border police in Hadera. Two Israeli border police were killed, both just 19 years old. Six more were wounded. Now, these terrorists were both shot and killed subsequently by Israeli police. But as I mentioned, the second such attack in the past two weeks alone, we reported here on the newscast last week about that deadly attack carried out by an ISIS-inspired terrorist, in the southern city of Beersheba, he killed four people before he himself was killed. Broader picture here. Are we seeing a resurgence of ISIS? Will this become part of a new pattern? The interesting point here is that the terrorists in both incidents, one man last week and two gunmen yesterday, were not Palestinians who lived in Gaza or the West Bank, also known here in the newscast as the biblical heartland of Judea and Samaria, they were Arab Israelis, Israeli citizens carrying out these attacks. Now, when we had all of those recruits leaving Europe and the United States to flock to Syria to fight alongside ISIS in years past, only about 60 left Israel. So Israel was not a hotbed of ISIS activity. Of course, you have Hamas, not only activity, but sympathy running deep, in the Palestinian territories and, of course, Palestinian Islamic Jihad as well in Gaza and the Iranian influence. But ISIS didn't really catch fire like it did in other areas. Could we see a resurgence now? One thing to remember here is that ISIS has been severely weakened, folks, in the region. President Trump, like him or not, he kept his word. He crushed that ISIS caliphate and ISIS at one point controlled some 58,000 square miles of territory across Syria and Iraq, an area roughly the size of Great Britain. Astounding to even consider that back in in the heyday of ISIS, 2014, 2015. Now that has whittled down to nothing. ISIS has been severely, severely weakened. Could we see these I don't want to say lone wolves because they're not just acting on their own volition. They are inspired by an ideology. Key point there. But could we see an uptick now in these kind of solo attacks, one-man, two-man teams, uh, car rammings, gunfire, knifings, as we've seen in previous years, not only in the U.S., but in Europe as well? It is a possibility, I'm sad to say, Naftali Bennett, the Israeli prime minister, is Uh, putting Israeli forces on high alert. Hey, two deadly ISIS-inspired attacks in a two-week span certainly has Israelis concerned, to say the least. Will this be a widespread resurgence? Uh, I pray not. Again, anything is possible. But I think ISIS has been so weakened that I think it will be tough for them to galvanize a massive movement once again, like they did just a few years ago. Again, God willing, that does not happen. But in today's Middle East, expect The unexpected. In the meantime, Hamas and Palestinian Islamic Jihad are, no surprise, praising this attack. When we cover these events on the newscast, we'll definitely cover ISIS activity when it is warranted. But the major threat looming over the region, especially now that that caliphate has been crushed, and even though we have ISIS still alive, down but not completely out, clearly, The Iranian regime and the Iranian axis, those proxies across the region, have been our focus here, our main focus, because that is the most pressing threat to the security not only of Israel, the Sunni Arab nations, and the region, but the United States as well. The Iranian nuclear threat in particular is a global threat, and that's why Israel is hosting right now the Negev Summit, a first-of-its-kind event featuring the foreign, ministry of, uh, foreign Minister of Israel, Yair Lapid, and the Foreign Minister's top diplomats from Morocco, Bahrain, Egypt, and the United Arab Emirates, all gathering at this Negev summit in Steboker, which was the home of David Ben-Gurion, the founder of the modern state of Israel, the first prime minister of the modern state of Israel. They're joined there by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, one of these people doesn't fit, and folks, it's Blinken. I'm sad to say, as an American, I'm sad to say more on that in a second, but historic. This is an event we wouldn't have seen even three years ago to see these uh, Arab, top Arab diplomats gathering in the Jewish state, speaking warmly about Israel and the people of Israel. It's an amazing sight to see. Blinken is there, though, and talk about bad timing. Yesterday, he's warning of Israeli settler violence. And shortly after he makes this statement, we have a terror attack against Israelis carried out by ISIS. Talk about tone deaf. And I can tell you also that the assembled foreign ministers at this negative summit right now are gravely concerned about Iran, the Iranian nuclear threat, Iran's proxies across the region. And at the same time, Blinken is sitting there in their presence, basically telling them, hey, we, the United States, want to strike a deal with Iran and forge or reforge that nuclear deal. So someone, like I said, someone uh, in terms of stature, hey, it's the United States, they belong at the table, but in terms of worldview and ideology and and recognizing the state of play in 2022, Blinken doesn't get it, and I don't say that lightly. He is someone who did not fit at that table with his outlook and the outlook of the Biden administration, to say the least. But the good thing is, again... These nations are coming closer and closer together. Israel, Egypt, Jordan, UAE, Bahrain, Morocco. And the main reason, of course, economic cooperation, scientific high-tech, all that good stuff. But the main reason is the rise of the Iranian regime, which threatens not only Israel. It threatens perhaps even more immediately the Sunni Arab nations and the Gulf nations, which are geographically very close, much closer to Iran than even Israel is and they get it. And some have said, well, this is a false peace and don't trust these these summits uh, with Arab nations. Uh, And they're looking at that seven year peace treaty that one day the book of Revelation says will come a false peace. This is not that. This is not that false peace talked about in the book of revelation this is a positive development the abraham accords are a very positive development of nations i've talked about it here in the newscast before sheep nations and goat nations and the sheep are lining up behind israel right now in opposition to that iranian axis which is a truly uh an evil force in the region that threatens not only again israel the arab nations but the U.S. as well. Hey, we'll have more on the Negev Summit for you tomorrow, I'm sure. These very important meetings and some interesting events, troubling events out of Saudi Arabia over the weekend. New Houthi attacks against oil in Saudi Arabia. Much more coming up. Thanks so much for joining us here today on The Watchman. Be sure to watch Centerpoint tonight on TBN, 7.30 p.m. Eastern time. Until tomorrow, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.